Hello. Do you Hi, know guys. what season it is? Uh, the murder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm been a little extra stabby this this season. The murder yeah. season. Just a little murder. Murder, 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 murder. <laughs> I actually went on a boating adventure today. You did. Mm-hmm. And while I was on this boat, you caught crab. I caught two crabs, oh. but you're not you're not allowed to keep the crabs. But yeah. either way, they were like just chewing on my bait. Yeah. And then as we pulled the rod up, uh, they were just coming up there with me, and so I caught like two crabs, which was cool. And then Katie, my sister in law, who is pregnant, she caught a pregnant crab. Aww. And I was, and she's also a cancer. So I was like, whoa, perfect. it's you. That is really cute. What a perfect way to bring on cancer season. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. But you know, like when you go on a boat and then after you're off the boat, it still feels like you're on the boat. <laughs> yep. That's how I feel right now. Very like, woo, rocking back and forth. You, know? you get, so you get like seasick. I thought I was going to get seasick because I'm not going to lie. I was pretty hungover this morning. So <laughs> I thought I was going to get Good seasick, but I survived. I did not. I did not get seasick. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It was just like a ch- my brother, Patrick, you guys know him. You know him well. Mr. Jack Nicholson we face know him. We himself. Love him. Yeah. Make America but, emo again. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show, Pat Santoro. Show. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he works for a company that does like a lot of uh, employ me, employ me. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> employ me. Patrick's company needs to employ Teresa. <laughs> well, I actually worked there before back in the day as a customer service oh. rep and it was not good. Oh, not because okay. of the company, just because customer service, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. customer service in general is just a really hard job. So he's like a, a the head of like the employee enrichment, you know, shebang so that's what they that's what they were doing today is as like a company they went out on the boat and did the charter and it was just it was a lot of fun i'm glad that i went it was delightful i liked being on the water and especially because i've seen the little mermaid twice already (laughs) and i'm going for number three next week uh (laughs) it was nice to to be on on the water you know yeah yeah i miss the water it was nice yeah. There are a lot of really cool seagulls. I've never seen a seagull, like the black-headed seagulls before. They're oh, called yeah. laughingles. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't I didn't know about them. And they were so cute. And Katie was so funny because she's a marine biologist. So she's like totally just unfazed by all of this. Yeah. So she was like holding up the bait for the seagulls to come and like take it out of her hand. It was, it was cool. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. So that yeah. was my day today. That's That's my start to cancer season. Awesome. It's a good start. I held a five-hour meeting today. A five-hour tour. Yeah. How was it? It's a long meeting. It's great. We're, we're, we're all getting ready for the Beard Fest. Mm, coming soon to a theater near you. Soon, two weeks away. Um, we're working out all the VIP stuff and all the... Oh, dogs. Working out all the... We're going to have a radio station. Well, not, I say wait. Yeah, the, they set up a radio station. So, like, if you're not by the stage, you can still listen to the music. And we're going to be like, awesome. 
interviews and yeah it was just cool it's super cool they're gonna have a radio station that's um, so fun yeah. yeah like and it's gotten like proud of them yeah you like know? the evolution of things is so fun to watch with, yeah. with events you know like even with anahatas mm -hmm. just the way things evolve is is really cool to see yeah um so it's cool so we went through a lot of stuff lots of decor things lots of logistical things that all exist in the arts and culture world and it was fun. And yesterday or two days ago, I got rabbits. How many? What? Two. You got yeah. rabbits? Aw. Outside mm -hmm. rabbits? Mm-hmm. Their names are Mac and Cheese. Nice. <laughs> and I have this wicked battle wound. Because mm. I had to, mm, can't even see it. Oh, I see it. Chicken wire. Just like I was making some things for the for their cage. And literally just, it looks like. A bear almost got me. <laughs> did, I so, did I show you guys the pictures of the bear that was in my mom's backyard? No. My mom lives in North Carolina and there was a baby bear in her backyard. Oh, I'll go anywhere near it. Yeah. She did it. She took okay. a picture from a distance, but it yep. was pretty cool Mama's to see. Always, Mama's not far behind. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> She's a cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Every single mama bear is a cancer. Yes. <laughs> Big cancer, well, that, everything. That would make sense, though, because I feel like animals are born in the springtime, right? So, I mean, probably that's more like summer cancer. Because cancer season starts on the first day of summer, usually. Mm -hmm. Usually the, the the summer equinox, which I can't wait for. I, that's like Litha, my favorite. I would say it's my favorite Sabbath, one of them, besides uh, Samhain. I love Litha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just it feels so feels so nice, you know. It does feel nice. It just makes me think of sunflowers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love sunflowers. Me too. Me too. Me too. Sunflowers are great. Tab, what have you been up to? What did you do this what? weekend? Yeah, this uh, is the first time we're all together in a long time. I know. It feels like it. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Uh, well, the kids' last day of school was Friday. Oh, they that's had early. Three they had no well so we were actually like middle of the road so i yeah, my you're friends, probably fine. jersey we do late so i'm never on point well, my my friend's um son gets out next friday um and my sister's kids got out last friday so like not this pat like the second so mm -hmm. we're pretty middle of the road but um so yeah they had three half days leading up to it which was kind of weird but they are changing the schedule this year um, so normally they start like a week or two before Labor Day. This week they're starting after Labor Day. So the week of Anahatas is the week that they're going back to school. Nice. Which is. That's how it works up here. That's the way it was up in Pennsylvania too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that means that they get out early too. Today we went to a birthday party. Yesterday the kids were just in the pool, even though it's freezing. What? Um, oh, the water. Yeah, the yeah the pool yeah the pool is fucking cold. It's also like <laughs> it's kind of shade. Mm. So, but we tried like we got a solar cover, so we're hoping that that helps. But um, so yeah, we did that. Kids, we I forgot the, you had a pool. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I regret absolutely nothing. We didn't have it. Pool party at Tabitha's. Yeah, yep. listen. I love the I pool. Floating. If I had a pool, I would literally be in it every single day of my life. I had one of those big, obnoxious, like, flamingo floaties. 
Mm. Nice. <laughs> but it popped, and I was really sad oh. about it. So now I have to go get another one. They also had some really cute um, astrology pool floaties at uh, Five Below last year. So did you tell them to stop trying to sell you your own aesthetic? Yeah. No. Because five Below is... $5 pool. Five Below has so much astrology and witchcraft stuff. It's wild. They really do. Their incense is dog shit, though. Their incense is so gross smelling. Don't mm. ever buy incense from Five Below. No, no. I smelled it and I didn't buy it. No. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. Satya brand or die. Yeah. I'm on that train. I also like the Fred Toll ones, but those are like the thick resiny ones. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I haven't yeah, tried those yet. English or Egyptian musk and rose. Mm-hmm. That one, that brand. Just the oh. sweet frankincense is my favorite. Mm. It's it's very heavy, but it's really good. So yeah, yeah I'm on the I'm on the Satya train. Satya train. Yeah, they're good for right now. I don't think there's a scent out there that I don't like. So yeah, they're all good. Wow. But yeah, so we went and got ice cream on Friday, and kids had fun. We went to a pool party, even though the pool wasn't open, which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> the kids were so mad. It was, it was, so it was Sorian's friend's uh, mom that lives in a, she lives in an apartment complex and she wanted to have like a congratulations, you know, kindergarten graduation thing. And she booked, she was like, I want to have a pool party. And they were like, great, totally fine. Book it, you know, whatever. So she booked it. And then like, she got there and she's like, there's no lifeguard. Like, isn't there supposed to be a lifeguard at the pool? And they're like, the pool's not open. And it was like. (laughs) 20 minutes before the party started and like oh, we were no. already off the she was so mad <laughs> I would have been pretty pissed too yeah so but that's okay the kids went in the pool yesterday they're fine yeah and they got to go in the pool today and you should just move it to your house yeah uh, well it was like 20 minutes away I was, yeah my house is not people ready at the moment because you've been <laughs> outside in the pool all fucking day God forbid you look like you live in your own home. There's like dust, like the dog, like because my dog is like shedding like crazy. Like he finally got his mm. undercoat, serious. Yeah. And he's just, there's like doggy little dust bunnies. All the time. All the my time. mom got me one of those dog like trimmer and brusher things that is like a floby. Like it's got like the yeah. vacuum patch and you can like yeah. brush it. It's fantastic. Yeah, my dogs hate it. We had mm-hmm. uh, one for our shark when we had a shark. Actually, we had got this like two vacuums ago. And they just, yeah, they didn't like it. And so Listen, I need to grab myself a piece of cinnamon babka before I explode. Go. It's on my island in my kitchen. Go right ahead. I'm going to get it. Enjoy that. I'm um, uh, more cinnamon babka. Cinnamon babka is good, but I love chocolate babka. I used to live with uh with two when I was uh used to work for Vector Marketing slash Cutco back in the day. I had a summer where I ran a branch office and I lived with two Jewish folk, one male, one female, and they used to buy babka all the time. And I would just eat all of the chocolate babka because it was amazing. I like the cinnamon one too, but chocolate's my jam. I don't like the chocolate one. Is it too chocolatey for you? No, it's like... It's not that it's too chocolatey. 
I've definitely eaten things more chocolatey than that, but I just don't think it doesn't for in my mouth. It doesn't it doesn't compare to the cinnamon bob. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Acceptable, you know. Uh-huh. I have no idea what any of this is. Listen, so it's a delicious time. treat. Some cinnamon babka. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a very mm-hmm. delicious treat. Oh, that looks good. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is it like a pastry, like a puff pastry yeah. type of thing? Nice. Kind of, but like think of like a croissant, like croissant layers, but there's like gooey love in it. Mm. Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. I like it's- gooey love in it. Mm. Uh-huh. Sounds awkward. You're fucking nasty. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> Your birthdays are coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so excited. <laughs> you know what I realized the other day, Rachel? What? When I was 15 years old, I dated a man that had the same birthday as you. Wow. How the fuck do you remember that? She Cause has everybody's re- birth times and dates well- and everything saved. <laughs> This is a precursor. (laughs) That's true. Birthdays always have meant a lot to me my whole entire life. I love birthdays. Those are all my cancer placements. I'm super nostalgic Mm -hmm. for everybody in my life. And I was just thinking about him because I just, I randomly do. And my friend Ashley, who I work with, lives around the block from his family home. So sometimes when I'm out here, I like think of him. And I was like, oh, his birthday's coming up June 19th. And I was like, oh. June 19th. Oh, shit. Tabitha's birthday. Why do I always do this? I do it every time. (laughs) You don't know anyone's birthday. (laughs) I do it every time. I hate myself. I'm leaving now. Goodbye. (laughs) This is now two Geminis. This is now two Geminis podcast. (laughs) My birthday. What's my birthday? The 17th. Yeah, you're right. But I always get messed. I just, I mix you two up. I don't know why. I feel like you should be born on the 19th, Rachel. I don't know why. It's just in my soul that you're born on the 19th. It's not. I know. Your soul's not. My soul's not. Anyone's soul is born on the 17th. (laughs) She's like, your soul's fucking wrong. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Well, cancer cancer season, huh? Yeah. Fucking murder season. Yeah. Now that we've now that we've all caught up and we we caught everybody up on our lives and where we've been and where we're going. Mm-hmm. We're gonna let's, talk uh, about. Let's, we're a little word of advice, you know. Uh, put the knives away mm. this season for sure. Yeah. We're gonna talk about crabs. Talk about crabs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The delicious kind. <laughs> well, that's that sounds a little cringe still. I love um, it. <laughs> So I found this story mm. on this website. It's DLTK dash teach.com. And uh, it's horoscope activities, the cancer crab myth based on the original Greek legend. So I'm going to just read it straight up word Let's for go. word, word for word. I'm just going to read the whole darn thing. It's a little Story long. Time. So bear with me. Strap in. Get yourself a tea. Sit mm-hmm. down and listen. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and let no. <laughs> That's what she- you're. Okay. Once upon a time, 
in the ancient lands of Greece, long before seafood chains like Red Lobster. <laughs> Hera reigned as queen of the gods in Mount Olympus, overlooking the home of the ancient Greeks with amphitheaters and temples for gods and goddesses. Hera, queen of the Greek gods, noticed men, demigods, and gods alike watching in awe of a man named Hercules. Hercules! Hercules! Yes. Also, why do you say Hercules. red lobster and not Joe's crab shack? It's pretty rude. Continue. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We're not talking about lobsters. <laughs> Crustaceans. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Hercules' feats of strength were unrivaled. He was attractive in the eyes of many people. A violent and powerful king had already sent the young hero on not one, not two, not three, but 12 labors. That's a lot of labor. It's a, a lot, lot of labor. <laughs> a lot of children. <laughs> <laughs> Hera knew words, thoughts, and writings would immortalize Hercules forever. Now Hera has already watched with the shame and sympathy as Hercules slew the proud Neman lion, skinned its fur, skinned its fur, and wore it back to the mighty king. Hera also watched with interest as mighty educators like Chiron. Hey, shout out to Chiron. <laughs> I, thought, I was waiting for you, Rachel. I thought you were going to have something for that. Sorry. Well, no, okay. how's Chiron a sound effect? I can't soundboard Chiron. No, but just like, <laughs> hey, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, shout out to our homie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So, okay. She wondered what the limits of this hero's successes were. As she did so, she spied him. Give him a little peepski. Okay, let me start over. Um, just spied him. Just spied in on him. Spied him, testing out his newly crafted bow and arrows in preparation for his second labor to fight the horrifying Hydra. Using her excellent intuition and guidance, Hera followed Hercules as he journeyed toward the Hydra's giant menacing swamp. Hercules was strong, however, his movements in the water began to disturb the ocean's wildlife. In this particular part of the ocean, a giant and passionate but very gentle and sensitive crab resided. <laughs> 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 wow doesn't that kind of sound like the the characteristics of cancer <laughs> yeah no not at all also in my head all i don't hear any murder i don't see any murdering <laughs> happening maybe that comes later yeah it always comes later yeah right. murder when you expect it <laughs> All of those creatures who lived below the water's surface knew him well. The crab, that is. Yeah. He was tremendous and seemed to attract the attention of all of those who encountered him. The crab appreciated the sport and concern he received. Oh, support, not sport. <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. Okay. 
The crab appreciated the support and the concern he received, so he vowed to always keep a watchful eye over his friends and neighbors, for his eyes were very vigilant and he had great intuition and could move quickly underwater. So do Cancer Risings have very vigilant eyes? What do you guys think? Vigilant eyes? That's what it says. But what does that even mean? Like you're like... Yeah. All the time. I feel like that that could be a cancer thing. You know why? He's a cancer rising. Isn't John a cancer rising? He's a cancer sun and cancer rising. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think John has vigilant eyes? Watching people. Watching. Yeah, he does have to like watch everything happening. Make sure things don't like explode and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Proof. Got it. (laughs) Facts. On no particular day, the crab was tending a small fish caught in a kelp bed. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's just, on, just, <laughs> it was just caught a fish. Yeah, it was a Wednesday. That's mm-hmm. what I'm you know, Dane Cook taught us anything. It, yeah. it was a Wednesday. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> the crab was tending to a small fish it caught in a kelp bed. Prying at the sticky, gooey sea plant with his large pinchers, the crab freed his friend and both went on their merry ways. However, as the crab tried to move out of the kelp bed, he noticed many small fish were getting caught in the various sea plants all around him. Looking above him, he peered up at the sun, shining its way through the rippling water. The ripples were moving far fast moving far faster than usual and the crab judging the direction of the fast moving waves could tell something or someone was causing a ruckus in the swamp nearby the crab rarely left his comfy cove to visit the swamps creatures and the beasts because they never disrupted him or his neighbors they usually lived in peace hera watched as hercules trudged through the lernera and I might have said that wrong, swamp. His giant feet splished, splashed, and sploshed. (laughs) It sounded like you were eating something. This is not the hungry caterpillar, Rachel, okay? (laughs) Wrong children's story. (laughs) Listen, here it sounded good, you know. It, It sounded great. You did a great job. It's coming again, so I'll I'll, let, I'll cue you. Well, oh, you can't see again. me. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> not after we shamed you. No. <laughs> you did a great job. Thanks. Suddenly, Hera can hear scuttling sounds louder than she had ever heard them before. A kind-looking crab trapezed over logs, separating the swamp water from the ocean water. Hercules continued moving towards the hydra. Splish, splash, splash, splish, splash, splash. Thank you. You're welcome. The crab could see the image of the strong man walking confidently in the direction of the sleeping, giant sleeping hydra. The crab knew he had to do something. He must warn the man. He must warn the hydra. Splosh, splish. Hera saw Hercules stop and draw his handcrafted arrows. The crab approached the man with an open claw. The creature knew a small pinch would be a good warning. Hera watched in awe of the crab's kindness in such a moment of crisis for all the surrounding creatures. All of a sudden, the hydra awoke. 
The mighty beast swung one of its screeching heads in the direction of Hercules' aiming arm. The young hero's bow and quiver flew backwards. He stumbled to catch himself and stepped back sturdily. In agony, Hera watched as Hercules stepped on the giant crab with his heel. As the crab's claws closed for the last time, the ocean let out wails of grief. Hercules, too busy slaying the Hydra with his mighty sword and the creature's venom, could not hear the sounds and moans and the songs of sadness floating up from the water. The swamp bubbled as the magnificent Hydra, too, drew its last breath. Hercules took one of the Hydra's heads and placed it in a bag and continued back to check in with the king. I just want to say, this is supposed to be a kid's story. <laughs> yeah, I said before we started recording, I was like, I'm going to read this to Charlotte. Now I changed my mind. This is <laughs> well, well, you can fix that. Just that one part. She'll cry. <laughs> this time, however, Hera did not follow the hero. Instead, she grieved the curious crab and sought to remember his courage and compassion. Hera granted herself, the hydra, and the crab a great gift. She saved them into a story for people to tell and retell, to do with what they will and what they want. The crab became the stars in the sky, and Hera placed him there for all of us to see. The constellation C Cancer is where the crab is now. He protects all compassionately, watching us from the comfort of the night sky. The Aww. end. That was really fucking sad. I mean, yeah. It's a little sad. Yeah. But, you know, I, what I like about this story is that it does paint cancer in the light of just wanting to really just be there for the people that they love so much to a fault that they would literally die to protect anybody yeah. or murder and that's or, and that's maybe that's yeah so that's maybe where the killing comes in you know yeah sometimes but listen we, we, that's yeah. true but you know there's so much more to cancer than than that you know the being stabby yeah I mean, we we got to check in with the other cancers that are not stabbing people, you know. <laughs> the, the softer ones. The so, the soft shell crabs. The soft shell crabs. I mean, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fair. It's fine and fair, but <clears throat> I'm just trying to warn the people, you know. Yeah, they, they know. We we they know. I think they know. All right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the story. Tell me, tell me how you feel, Rachel. I don't know. I just feel like Let's talk it out. I wanted more. That twenty-seven minute long story wasn't enough for you. I just wanted a story that, like, I don't, I don't feel. Uh, you don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel fulfilled. No I closure. Wonder, I wonder, like, reading that because it's a kid's story. Charlotte has an astrology book that is like tells the tales of the different signs, like little things about them, and now I wonder what her book says yeah like i just and it's also it's weird because there's obviously leo in this story mm -hmm. and also there's sagittarius in this story mm -hmm. uh, and the fish there was pisces in this story yeah yeah that's interesting i just looked up hydra because i didn't know what hydra looked like did you look up hydra 
Uh, it's the it's the many headed like sea monster thing, right? Yeah. Okay. I just didn't know if you. Yeah, because I just I didn't know what it was, so I just looked it up as you were saying it, and I'm just like, oh. I don't know what sign that one is. <laughs> I don't think it is sign. Like, how many heads did it have? Probably like an infinite amount of of monster heads. I don't know. I feel like it's the the beast that if you cut the one head off, like five grow in yeah. its place. So it's like yeah, constantly like crawling heads. Yeah. Okay. I just um, Hydra has nine. I was thinking it was like I think it. I thought it had twelve. Oh, it grows. It That's kind of interesting. What? It regrows two heads every time you cut one off. It grows two of them. But it starts with nine. Yeah. Which is the cancer symbol, even though it's obviously the crab. Oh yeah. The, the six. Oh nine. yeah. Mm-hmm. Three six nine. Damn she fine. Damn she fine. But it, you know it could be a nine and a nine, like the nine heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So there's two of them. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah, I just needed. I needed. I needed more. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but I'm also. I don't know. Maybe I blacked out. Okay, so the crab died. The ocean cried. Hercules didn't hear shit because he's an asshole, just fucking stuff up. Cuts <laughs> off Hydra's head. He takes one of the heads. He didn't kill Hydra, but it sounded like he did in the story. Yeah, Hydra died. Hydra did die. But then how? Then Hydra put the crab up in the sky. That's no, where Hera, Hera. 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 Yes, which is the Greek goddess of the gods. Yeah. Okay. That confused the fuck out of me because I thought that Hydra and Hera were the same thing this entire story. Mm, okay. <laughs> fuck. How is this like? Okay. No, Hera went to Hera told Hercules to go fucking kill the Hydra or whatever, I think is what it said. And she was watching. She was just dance monkey dance. So she was that she was damage control. Hercules fucking fucked up a bunch of shit around himself mm-hmm. and killed a bunch of things because he was just trying to do this thing and the goddess was like, This poor crap. Right. Yeah. So she was she was watching him do all of the the labors that he was meant to do. And then she was spying on him, remember? She spied him. Oh, that's right. She's Russian spy. Yes, yes. So she was spying on him and she decided to stop spying on him when this happened to the crab because everybody was so sad about the crab that they you know, that she wanted to give the crab its proper burial that it deserved. Take more responsibility for what happened to the crab. Right. Just not just only pushing it off on Hercules. It was also her too. Yeah. If it wasn't for what she did and she, she didn't give Hercules the tools he needed to go and do the stuff, this crab wouldn't have even died. That is facts. So maybe that's why she did it. She felt guilty. What was Hydra doing? So that was so bad that Hera was like, yo, kill it. So there was a king. I had to look up his name. Um, and I believe this doesn't sound right to me, but I think it, I think it is, uh, Eurystheus, um, and Hercules or Heracles in some mythologies, uh, went to, he had to go to the King to ask him for something. And I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but the King gave him these impossible tasks to do. And And he did the 12 tasks, right? And yeah, that's the twelve labors. So, like, one of them was slaying the Nymean lion and bringing back the the pelt of the lion and doing all kinds of stuff. So he was on a twelve. He was on one of his labors. 
and gain the favor of the gods. I probably fucked all of that up. No, that's that's fine and fair. But I want to know what the fuck Hydra did. It was the second. Not to be killed. He had to kill a lot of shit. He had to kill the Nime- the Nemean lion, uh, the Hydra, capture the Serenian hind, capture the Arimanthian boar, kill the Stymphalian birds, capture the Cretan bull, steal the mares of Diomedes, steal the girdle of the queen of the Amazons, Hippolyta. Hipp- but like, I mean, I'm not looking up all of them. And then to steal the cattle of the monster Garion. I think it was just to like probably just get rid of this king's enemies if I'm gonna assume make an assumption on that. The king didn't want Hercules to succeed so he was giving him these impossible tasks to do just to hopefully just to do it just just to fuck around and find out. No I I figured it out. So it says here um the Hydra checked all of the boxes for a terrible monster in Greek legend. It had snakes, venom, many heads, and was descended from a long line of sea beasts. But while many monsters in Greek mythology shared attributes with the Hydra, it could claim something that no other monster could. It was responsible for the death of the most famous hero ever born. Who? And who is that? From <laughs> <laughs> a serpentine symbol. See, guys, we're learning, we're learning alongside you today. Together. Uh, as a child of tough, I don't know. Maybe it was Jason Alexander. Yeah. I know he was a popular dude, bro, back in the day. I'm just not the you. actor. Not the actor. <laughs> Jason Alexander traveled back in time to try and fight a Hydra. Yeah, and then he came back and did Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I was just saying that it's most famous for its battle with Hercules, but everything's like, who really killed Hydra? I'm like, I just want to know who Hydra killed. Mm. Probably a lot of people, but who's the most famous one? The thing out there, you know, that's like, why don't we kill every single fucking venomous snake? You know? I'd like be on board with that. Snake's on a snake. <laughs> I'd be on board with that. <laughs> we had a four foot long rat snake. Like this thing was four feet long. Rat snake just chilling on our driveway today. Mm. No, thank you. Big Did you get a little kiss on the forehead? Uh, I didn't, but mm. I was happy to see it. Cute. But I also think that it might have eaten the robin's eggs that we have. Mm. Oh. And I think. And I also, like, nature. Nature. Yeah. Nature is metal. Nature it's the circle is. of life. It is. All right. I don't I don't have I don't I don't want to look it up anymore. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Anyway, we, we got know. way off topic. <laughs> so cancer season. Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Lots of nostalgia. Lots of love for the people in your life. Maybe an overgiving of love to the point where you kill somebody for somebody else. Wow. And then they don't even watch you, and then you end up killing somebody else by accident. <laughs> I feel like True. There's two stories here, Teresa. <laughs> two sides to every story. Well, there's three sides, actually. Yours, mm-hmm. mine, and the truth. Mm-hmm. I cool. thought you were going to say, in God. <laughs> in God. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. anyway. 
so what we were going to do today was talk about the story of cancer and mm-hmm. then we were also going to talk a little bit about the moon because mm-hmm. cancer is ruled by the moon it's ruled by that bitch mm-hmm. yeah indeed mm-hmm. as are all of us and everything yeah you yeah. ever see that gif gif whatever of an image of like the earth with the moon spinning around and, like the tide going yeah with it? yeah it's really cool well cool. that is really cool so crazy what would happen if the moon went away bad things i think that the water just wouldn't move yeah. right because the the moon pulls the tides facts so would everything just become stagnant and then the world just becomes flooded because there are no more tides they're just water okay so it is the pool of the moon's gravity on the earth that holds our planet in place it is very it is possible that the earth's tilt could vary wildly it could would it would move from no tilt which means no seasons to a large tilt which means extreme weather and even ice ages and that is from Neil deGrasse Tyson. rmg.co.uk. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. So you think that's so, why these are coming? Uh, Royal, Mu- Royal Museums of Greenwich. Mm. What was your question, Rachel? You don't want to know. Okay. It's <laughs> about to take us down a hole. I know, I'm going to say it. Uh, you think that's why the UAPs are coming? You think they're going to blow up our moon and then we're going to have like crazy tides? You think maybe the moon got fucked and that's where the whole like great flood happened Noah's Ark and then like the big shift of the poles happens because the moon got hit by something you, do you think you just what? think of you ever think of things and just like get really fucked up in your head about them yes but I, I hope that they're not here to blow up the moon because that would be really 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 super inconvenient yeah I don't have that on my 2023 slash 2024 bingo card so I would really mm-hmm. like to avoid that mm-hmm it would just be really inconvenient, you know, kind of fucking rude. Please it really would be very inconvenient. Listen, I think that the extraterrestrials are here to help us. I, I don't so. think they're here to hurt us. I hope so, but they like signed it. And I'm not, I'm not, I've been on. You guys should look into Valiant Thor. I've been down a rabbit hole. You haven't already. The past week and a half. I know I was talking to Patrick about it today and I was like, cause he brought it up and I was like, well, Rachel's got some crazy conspiracy theories happening over there. So I'm sure you'll hear them soon. <laughs> I'm serious, Rachel. I think you should, if you haven't heard of Valiant Thor, you should look into it. Look into him. I'm nervous. He's a person. It's something that I really need to add into my brain. It's gonna, it's a really interesting story. Actually, you know what? I got it on. I, I Wait, is that? On. Hold on. I think I know this. This is like one that this is like the alien that came down and had made the deal with the Pentagon during Cold mm-hmm. War. And like, it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, there's a metal band, American Southern Rock Heavy Metal Band from Greenville, North Carolina. I got family there, but they're called Valiant Thor. Well, there you like, go. Maybe it's maybe it's your long lost family. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to them. They probably suck. <laughs> they probably suck. I, I'm so I think I, I geek out a little bit over Valiant Thor. I think it's super cool. I think the story is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've been down a whole uh Jeremy uh what's his name? Corbell the war uh warfare podcast. Mm. Mm-hmm. All the Bob Lazar and all the things. All yeah. the things. 
Oh, okay. What season? The- <laughs> we're in cancer season. Here we go. No, we're still technically in Gemini, so that's why. Yeah. That's why but we're was- going off. This is making me very homey, though. I'm buckling down. We're merging. We're merging the two seasons. Yeah, it's have, just the in between. Weirdness in Gemini, right? Oh, true. We're still here. Yeah. So it's like the wild, all over the placeness. Yeah. And then we'll go into Cancer, where I'll just home. Yeah. We're going to be so freaked out that we're not going to want to leave our homes. And we're going to make our homes <laughs> super homey and comfortable so that we don't have to leave. <laughs> Listen, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm gonna leave my house for a long time. Fair. I'm good. I just joined a Facebook group, South Jersey Preppers. I love it. <laughs> you would. I'm kind of just curious. I want to know what they got. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, what if? You know, what if? What's yeah. just What if? What if? I don't, don't want to go too crazy, but kind of, but a little crazy. <laughs> So cancer season. Cancer season. <laughs> this is a conspiracy podcast now. We need it's to always, avoid it. Always been a little conspiracy. Avoid the topic at all costs. Of all <laughs> things that are happening. We should just do like a random episode of our favorite conspiracy theory. We should put signs to conspiracy theories. Like the big ones. Holy shit. We got to take aliens off, though, because now it's, you know, finally disclosed officially. Well, aliens are obvious. Those are Aquarius. But we can know, but like it's a better one for Aquarius. Official. Yeah. It's officially yeah. official. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're gonna Zodiac signs, conspiracy theories. I think you guys can can handle that. <laughs> and I'll and I'll be the one that's like, ooh, yeah, that sounds Very good. Still smile and wave. <laughs> <laughs> I just emotionally, I can't really handle a ton of conspiracy theories. So, not you know, we'll talk about like we'll talk about the mainstream shit. ones. All right, all right. This is the only thing that I want to know is which zodiac sign is flat earthers. No, <laughs> who do we want to make doing that one? <laughs> we'll do every other conspiracy. No I'm kidding. What sign would flat earthers be? Um, Also, who would who would be Middle Earth? Did you listen to that episode? What serious universe? I've, yeah, I've listened Middle to Earth. Earth. Yeah, like the jail. It gets fucked up though because there's no. It's, every time they try to add a sun, like the, the heat source, it, there's no Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah. No, I know it's completely not my, 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 my reality. Face, but I thought it was so fun. Anyway, all right, flat earthers. Um, I don't know. It's like oh god, why immediately? All right, you know, we're going to have a whole episode. We're going to do a whole episode. It'll give us some time to think. Okay. Cancer yeah. season, the moon. Without it, so what we would be <laughs> completely unstable. Sorry. Like we are right now. Like There's no right moon. Now. There's Maybe no moon happening. Space <laughs> isn't real. <laughs> uh, well, we yeah. all haven't been together in a while, so it would make sense that we had to, like, you know, grease the wheels a little bit be off topic so that we could be more on topic for our next episode <laughs> sorry cancers have we ever had an on topic episode no but i feel like we're extra off topic today <laughs> yeah this is this is <laughs> we were talking about the story of cancer to, to hercules to well i needed more from the story of cancer that wasn't enough 
I'm right, sorry. Well, it was the best one I could find. Letter. No, I believe right. you that it was the best one you could find. Strongly worded email. Because well, I don't think those stories aren't in the only astrology book you'll need, right? I couldn't find it. No, I couldn't are. find the history of of the zodiac signs. It's in the back. It's in the back of that book that you have that you need for the things. I actually bought an extra copy yesterday to keep at my friend's house because I'm down on Long Island today. And she's also into astrology. So I was like, oh, I need this book for the podcast tomorrow. I'm going to buy it <laughs> and you can keep it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you want to hear how crazy Amazon is? I literally bought it at like two o'clock in the afternoon and it was delivered to her house by 8 p.m. Yeah. Maybe a while. All right. I love Amazon. I hate it. I hate that I love it. Okay, this. Oh, it's a Hercules. It's. Oh, no, there's a. Should I read it? Read it. Cancer the crab. The fourth sign of the zodiac is symbolized by the crab, a water creature that is also capable of walking on land. We know that the crab symbol has was placed in the zodiac some 500 years before Christ. Uh, the Chal Chal Chaldeans? Some people Spell it. No. Some people <laughs> gave it the name cancer or crab because the crab's backward or oblique movement appeared to represent the sun's movement upon reaching this sign. When the sun reaches the sign of cancer around June 21st, it seems to remain stationary for a few days. The sun's entry into cancer begins the summer solstice. The very word solstice signifies the sun standing still. In Egypt, the constellation was called Stars of the Water and was represented by two turtles. Oh. They're snapping turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> I fucking love that. So I like turtles. This may have been because the constellation was seen to seen at dawn when the Nile was at its lowest. Nile turtles were rather plentiful at the time of the of this year. Many astrologers think that Cancer the crab is a melded is melding of the Egyptian turtles and the Babylonian water creature called a lull, mm. uh, which was apparently a kind of tortoise. Mm. Turtles, tortoise, but those tortoise this time. Uh, all three water creatures, turtles, tortoises, and crabs are similar in important ways. They resemble each other in form and all are hard-shelled and move slowly like the sun's movement on entering Cancer. According to Greek mythology, Cancer is a giant crab that attacked the foot of Hercules while he was engaged in battle with the monstrous nine-headed serpent, Hydra, Hercules, son of the god Jupiter, and the mortal woman, Al. Al had been sent on 12 difficult okay yeah we know this we just went over this like five times one of Hercules labors was to see okay yeah we did that um, cut off the head two more grew the crab's attack on Hercules was uh, instigated by Juno Jupiter's jealous wife uh, who was sent on Hercules destruction Unfortunately, the giant crab's attack sealed its own doom, but Hercules crushed it before proceeding to dispatch the Hydra. However, legend has it that Juno was grateful for the crab's attempt to carry out her orders as a reward for its obedience and sacrifice. She placed the crab's figure in the heavens along with other heroic symbols. So this, this one is the crab was trying to fucking fuck shit up. 
and it was Jupiter's jealous wife, which totally makes sense that Jupiter would have a wife that's jealous. Yeah. Jupiter loves to be praised. Well, yeah, because Jupiter is Zeus, right? So then Juno is Hera. Yeah, I think, but it's just the different pantheons. Yeah, Hera had Hera Hera had. This thing the crab was going after, like, was sent to go after Hercules. Oh, instead of it being a nice story of the crab is just trying to protect everybody. Yeah, the crab attacking Hercules was instigated by Juno, Jupiter's jealous wife, who was set on Hercules' destruction. So she wanted to bring Hercules down. She found out that Hercules had to go to Hydra. She's like, yo, I'm going to send this crab. And then because the crab died, because she made him go try to get Hercules, she put him up in the sky. Oh, boy. Which that, to me, I don't know. They're both very cancer to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what it is about cancer is that because they feel so deeply, they're, it's very easy for them to have different types of moods. To yeah, be a little... are, I'll do any, I'll do whatever you want. Both of them. Right. Yeah. And then the moon is like, <laughs> you're going to do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's all on me all the time, but it's not my fault. Uh, yeah, the moon. So the moon represents emotion. Yeah. Which makes sense and intuition. And I feel like that totally makes sense with cancer being ruled by the moon. It's very similar in those senses. Uh, In this, in this only astrology book you'll ever need, it says the moon represents emotions, instincts, sensitivity, and the unconscious. It is often called the feminine principle. The sign of the moon was transiting at the time of birth is known as the moon sign and is a persuasive influence in the birth chart, second to only second only in importance to the sun sign. The moon sign signifies emotional, spontaneous, unconscious, and often hidden parts of the personality. In the zodiac, the moon wow. rules the sign of cancer. Mm-hmm. So what I... I what I feel like is super also important to talk about with cancer is the level of intuition that people that have prominent cancer placements have, especially cancer moons, b- because they are ruled by the moon is ruled by can- or I'm sorry, the moon rules cancer. So when somebody has a cancer moon, especially if I'm doing a reading with them, I always tell them to make sure that they're honoring the moon cycles mm-hmm. and noticing their attitudes, moods, feelings as the moon is transiting because they feel it on a totally deeper level, especially if you were born during a full moon. Um, they just double it really, Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the moon, it's such, such a deep sign. Like I, in my opinion, I would probably say that the moon is the most important sign in your chart. I wouldn't even say that the sun is more important than the moon. I would say that the moon is the most important. Yeah, I agree. And learning how to deal with your emotions, deal with the emotions of other people, like in in learning how to be a part of it's where all of your reactiveness lies is in your moon, all of that, and then it's just filtered through your sun and your rising. But it's everything is just that's where it lives, isn't comfortably? Yeah, yeah, that's where. All the triggers happen, all of the things. And then yeah. Yeah. you just 
Mm-hmm. So in this in this book, there's like specific sections for each of the moons. So instead of reading them, I'm just going to read the dark side and the bright side of each of the moon signs. How does that sound? That sounds lovely. Great. So the bright side of Aries moon, you are more energetic, enterprising, optimistic, open to change and idealistic. I would say that that's me. The dark side of the Aries moon is you are more impulsive, opinionated, domineering, impatient, and vain. I, I, I wouldn't put myself as vain, but I'm definitely impatient. That is a big, big thing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I feel like over the years I have been getting better with, but I definitely uh, don't have much patience. Hmm. Is that Especially- really a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my money and i want it now (laughs) yeah exactly it also has the uh famous people with the moon and aries here and uh i'm just gonna list off a couple like uh marlon brando salvatore dolly bill gates whitney houston and uh mark twain stevie wonder So the Taurus moon, the bright side of the Taurus moon, is you are more trustworthy, determined, warm, affectionate, and artistic. The dark side of the Taurus moon is you are more obstinate, possessive, rigid, overcautious, and a slave to routine. Wow. (laughs) Slave. I feel like that's a little aggressive, especially because the moon is actually exalted, I believe, in Taurus, which means it's a very comfortable place for it to be in. So I can understand that with like the the warmness and the affectionate and like all of that stuff. But a slave to routine, I feel like that's a little intense. I don't know if I agree with that. I could see the overcautiousness because I feel like people that have prominent Taurus placements are very focused on safety. And security. I mean, but that can also go hand in hand. Like having mean yeah. something that you know and you know is safe. Yeah. Stability. Um, it's more about, I think it's more about the stability mm-hmm. with that and the storage. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Oh. So some famous people with Taurus Moon are Bill Clinton, F. Scott Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn, Mick mm-hmm. Jagger, Frida Kahlo. Uh, Ronald Reagan and William Shakespeare. Right. I feel like William Shakespeare. I, I like that one. That one makes yeah. sense. I like Frida. Frida. Yeah. yeah. It just makes me think of Letter Kenny when Ferda. Ferda boys. Ferda. <laughs> um, okay. So, bright side of the Gemini moon, versatile, witty, charming, lively, and amusing dark side of the gemini moon disorganized inconsistent superficial cunning and manipulative Yo, this woman has something against gemini she really does not like gemini's i was i was gonna say the first couple of words where i was like yeah that tracks her gemini but then like damn i'm just unbothered at this point yeah so i kind of hate me I just expect it the hatest of the anus rachel you're right but that's a moon well that's true she's still i also like- she really but it sound sounds like very similar to the thing she says for the sun. Yeah. So yeah. the hate is much- the anus. We see yeah. you, Gemini moons. Get fucked. Not Gemini. 
but you know i we know we actually know a lot of people with gemini moons and i like gemini moons because i feel like it allows you to be very creative in like problem solving and figuring out your emotions and how to kind of be a chameleon and be very mutable in your decision making when it comes to emotions but it's also really hard for people with gemini moons to shut off their minds so it's it's just a constant just never ending loop of trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. So I can see where that would make somebody like erratic at times, you know, but know, they're definitely- everyone needs to just stop shitting on the Gemini's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to stand on that. We're going to stand on that soapbox yeah, I'm, forever. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to repeat it. The heinous because they ain't us. Don't be jealous. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm just going to keep saying, get fucked. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Your jealousy is showing. You're looking a little green over there, honey. <laughs> oh, speaking of honey, happy pride, everybody. Oh, yeah. Blessings and happy pride. Happy, happy pride, pride and blessings. Yes. To all of our friends of all persuasions. Love it. Love it. Love it. And of course, that comes up during Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> the air signs. <laughs> Okay, so some famous people with the moon in Gemini is Fred Astaire, uh, Sigmund Freud, Buddy Holly, Jack London, Queen Victoria, Barbara Walters, and Andy Warhol. Hmm. Love Andy. That's a lot. You know, it's his artwork that inspired the Charlie photo. Yep. (laughs) The best picture ever. Ever. It is. Bright side of Cancer Moon, you are imaginative, sympathetic, protective, tenacious, and loyal. The dark side of Cancer Moon is possessive, moody, critical, self-pitying, and a nag is what it says. Whoa! <laughs> I'd rather take the Gemini Moon over the yes, Cancer seriously. Moon. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm a nag! That's so mean. <laughs> it was just a gang of fucking Geminis and Cancers. Here's what happened, okay? The Cancers were just just stabby enough, and the Geminis were like, I'm going to fucking be the mastermind. So it was just a mob of Geminis controlling a mob of Cancers, and that, they all hurt this lady. <laughs> Together. Together. Yeah. At the same time. So she's like, I'm going to write this shit down. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I could definitely see like the criticalness, especially of self, you know, I can see the self pitying at times. I can see that kind of stuff. But a nag, that's just disrespectful. Yeah, put some respect on it. (laughs) 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 To all of our Cancer Moon friends out there, we don't think you're a nag. We do not agree with this message. Yeah. Margo, we love you. We take it back. <laughs> That's wild. That is pretty wild. Isn't Macy um, a cancer moon too? Yep. Shit. Sorry, Macy. Sorry, Macy. <laughs> Sorry, Margo. I feel like they're actually the least a... naggy people. Ever. That's true. So Isn't it's basements and balconies, right? We're doing the light side <laughs> and the dark. I mean, everybody's got everything. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
some cancer moons out there that we have not met that are fucking naggy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. So some famous you. people with uh, cancer moon are Humphrey Bogart, uh, Harrison Ford, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Aretha Franklin, Janis Joplin, a lot of singers, Bette Midler, Isaac Newton. My man. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And Paul Simon. Farrah Fawcett. Like American Idol? Paul Simon? Paul Simon? Oh, I don't know. It just says Paul Simon. Doesn't doesn't give me his... uh, Simon Cowell. I'm Cowell. Yeah. Paul Simon. Oh, my God. I can't. (laughs) But Paul Simon is a singer, so you were close. No, I, I know this. And also... We have and he was like also a, born in New Jersey. Like creating, like, he's going to be doing the Graceland experience. We have literally the basis from the Pulse, like from his band playing at Anahata's this year. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. That's yeah. Awesome. And I'm like, wait, why? How did I just confuse that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a nap. Yeah. That's happening. It's, it's a fantastic album. I hope you all are ready. And you know what? How, what, what better time? than cancer season to take a nap oh there's no better time there's no better time to take a nap especially like there's nothing better than a beach nap Mm. you know that's true in cancer season you go to the beach you're fucking out there all day you get home you got a little bit just a slight tinge of sunburn on the skin you lay down little nap nap Mm. 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 All right, guys, this is where we're going to end. We're all going to go take a nap. <laughs> if this if this episode wasn't already nappy and yeah. and and naggy. And naggy. <laughs> naggy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, so Leo Moon, Rachel, here we go. I'm scared. You are exuberant, creative, broad-minded, colorful, and fun-loving. Wow. Yeah. I'm scared of the dark side is very mean. Yeah, I know that that's gonna be very fucking mean. There's another part of Leo's. The Leo's were joining the cancers in that part. Do they call him Naggy? No. But Naggy. Oh, he said all right, here we go. Self-indulgent, self-centered, conceited, overbearing, and bullying. Whoa. I feel like that's the exact opposite of you. I could see the self-indulgent at times, right? You like to you like to to buy things sometimes when you're when you're sad. Yeah. But I could I do not see anything else though. I do not. I want yeah. Nope. Self-indulging, self-centered. What else did I say? I want to judge myself. Conceited. <laughs> Conceited. Overbearing. I'm not for everyone always. But you're very good at delegating things. So maybe I can see where if you're, I could see where overbearing and delegation can maybe. It's not about delegation. It's the fact that I'm going to tell you what it is, Mm. whether you want to hear it or not. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially with all of your Gemini placements too. (laughs) And then the last one was bullying, which I feel like is not. But maybe the bullying comes from the fact that I'm going to tell people about themselves, whether they want to hear it or not. Mm-hmm. True. And in a mean way, but I'm like, this is why, and this is what, and like, I'm not going to like, 
if I, the more I love you, the less I'm going to sugarcoat things. Yeah. Because. Which is the way that, I mean, that's the way that at least I want it. Yeah. You yeah. know. It's the way it should be, in my opinion. So maybe I am. Maybe I am. I mean, I'm all of these. Listen to me. I'm overbearing right now. <laughs> You're such a bully. And to just being better people. <laughs> yeah. That's what Adahadas is. It's just a bully. <laughs> maybe I am a bully. <laughs> No, you're not a bully. You are not a bully. I don't think I'm a bully. No. I don't I think so. Conceited. I think you're a kind soul. No, you're definitely not conceited. But are you just saying that or are you actually telling me that because that's like the truth and like that's how it should be said? Because you no. Should, you should love me and you need to tell me the truth. Am I conceited or am I not? <laughs> you are not conceited. Not to not in front of me at least. Maybe are you conceited other places? I don't know. I've never seen you else. be conceited. <laughs> I lived with you for like a week and a half. I didn't see any conceding. <laughs> conceding. <laughs> Do you want to hear some other famous people with Leo Moons? Yeah. Other famous people, because you're famous. I said, do you want to hear some other famous people? I didn't I didn't hear that part. I just, in my brain, do you want to hear the famous people? Let me hear these other famous people, even though I know that I'm more famous than all of them. Oh, shit. There's a double in here. A double? A double of celebrities. Can we even trust this book at all? No. Oh, who is it? Ralph Waldo Emerson is under Cancer Moon and Leo Moon. How is it a cuss? I can you. I'm, you know what? Because the moon sign changes every like two to three days. Maybe we don't have his exact birth time, so he could either be a Cancer Moon or a Leo Moon. But then, why even put him in the book? Right. Yeah, I okay. agree. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. PT Barnum. Clint Eastwood. Nice. I, I definitely see you carrying Clint Eastwood vibes. Me, my MySpace name. Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I also had Mavis Beacon as a, as a, as a name. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks. Great guy. Great guy, Tom Hanks. Paul McCartney. Okay. Diane Sawyer. Okay. And Oscar Wilde. Hmm. And Gloria Steinem. Hmm. You're in good company. Gang gang. Asterisk has him as a Leo. He's a Leo. Has uh, him as a Leo rising? Yeah, Ralph Waldo Emerson. As a as a Leo moon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Leo moon. Where am I? I don't <laughs> This whole episode has been... It's oh, been wow. a little crazy. Aliens, guys. Yeah, the aliens blew up the moon. <laughs> you know, Rue just looked outside like, what the fuck? <laughs> aliens? <laughs> I thought Koji was the one on Alien Watch. He is, but it's at nighttime. It's not nighttime yet. Mm, true, He's one of the blinky, blinky things in the sky. They trade off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the moon in Virgo. Dark's bright side. I'm just going right to the dark, dark side. side. <laughs> no bully Virgos. The bright side of the Virgo moon is intellectual, meticulous, industrious, steadfast, and responsible. 
The dark side of the Virgo moon is critical, high-strung, standoffish, argumentative, and hypochondriac. Wow. Yo, did she just, like, straight-up medical diagnose? (laughs) Virgo moons. Virgo moons. (laughs) I will say, though, I do have a friend, and I love you so much, you know who you are, who is, she listens to the podcast, so I don't want to call her out, but... She's she's not in our group. She's like my friend outside of our group. She is a Cancer Sun Virgo Moon Leo Rising. And she definitely is a little bit of a hypochondriac. Just a little bit. I know you said that she's your friend outside of this, but I just want to let you know after this airs, she's probably not going to be your friend. friend (laughs) She's going to be like, wow. Uh, But we love her. too. She's great. Yeah. 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 You should still be Teresa's friend. <laughs> Don't cancel me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Virgo moons. I could I could see it, you know. Um I feel like the yeah, I honestly, this is probably the one that I agree, agree with most. I don't feel like it was really too harsh other than doing a medical diagnosis. I feel like <laughs> to me it's for the shoe fits a little bit um so famous people with the moon in virgo uh are winston churchill Hmm. lyndon b johnson john f kennedy shirley mclean and andrew carnegie and other people but i don't know these people so (laughs) you don't get a shout out (laughs) you don't get a shout out because i don't know you (laughs) all right tab are you ready Oh, let's go. Let's hurt my feelings. All right. The bright side of the Libra moon, adaptable, creative, charming, good nature, and diplomatic. Thank you so much. All right. Hold on. Let me guess the bad ones. I'm going to guess some of them. I'm going to guess some of them. Are you ready? Petty. Go ahead. Say petty. Petty. Okay. What else? Indecisive. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to also say self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, hit me with the actual ones. Do I get any you got right? two. You got two out of three. Woo! Indecisive, yeah. self-indulgent, <laughs> dependent, frivolous, and changeable. That was pretty. I don't see the last few. All right. So wait, what was it again? Hold on. What was, what was the last? It I was, was I indecisive. Was too, I was so excited that I got two of them right. So I need to. <laughs> indecisive, self-indulgent, dependent frivolous and changeable i do not see you as frivolous i am definitely not dependent yeah or, or, that, that's or changeable <laughs> i was gonna say or changeable yeah. <laughs> so congratulations changeable. You those three yeah well because like, that's changeable, changeable that if like it's a good thing to change but like i don't but like easily change like you're easily swayed oh no yes yeah, i don't know but I feel like that's probably because you also have like a million Capricorn placements. In my first mm. house. Yeah. Especially in your first house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For I sure. Mean, that wasn't super mean. That was, that no, was it wasn't. nice. You didn't get called naggy or a bully. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, she, wow. She likes Libras. <laughs> <laughs> Some famous people with the moon in Libra are Louis Armstrong. Hmm. Walt Disney, 
Oh. Amelia Earhart, Bruce Springsteen, Rudolph Valentino. Hmm. He's a like Valentino, right? Like the, yeah, so. the Valentino yeah. stuff. Yeah. That tracks. And Sylvester Stallone. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Sylvester Stallone, the one that I did that you guessed right away when we did the guess the celebrity. Yeah, I think so. Right? I think so. It's because my our Libra moon's connected. We had a moment. <laughs> yeah. Space. And I was like, yeah. So There's actually a really great show with him on Paramount Plus called Tulsa King. Oh, that's right. You were talking to me about that one. I so highly cool. recommend. Tulsa King. Yeah. So he had just gotten out of jail and he was a part of, I believe, the mob. And they wanted to punish him. So they sent him to Tulsa to live out the rest of his days. And he just like started making his own little thing down there his own little gang and uh it was really good i liked it a lot i think there's a season two coming also they just put out there's a uh also on paramount plus a reality show about the stallone family oh my god wow Uh, all right so let's finish up here guys we got a few left i'm gonna go quicker because i'm just farting around over I'm here gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna shut the fuck up That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> no no you know we're all here today <laughs> we're definitely gonna have to do another episode that goes more in depth about the moon for sure mm-hmm. um because i want to really explore it but today we're just going to talk about how the moon shows up in the different signs like we have been doing for the past seven zodiac signs <laughs> fair Okay, so the bright side of the Scorpio moon is imaginative, determined, ambitious, emotional, and idealistic. The dark side of the Scorpio moon is obstinate, secretive, jealous, resentful, and domineering. Domineering. People with the moon in Scorpio are Julie Andrews, Jimmy Carter, Charles Chaplin, George Harrison, Alfred Hitchcock, and Elizabeth Taylor. Those are a lot of performers, too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like that. Did I say Julie Andrews? Yes. Good, good, good. Love her. Mm-hmm. Love her. I feel like Scorpio Moon makes a lot of sense for her. She's so cute. Mm. She's so cute. Yeah, the queen. A harsh, though, with the... Jeez, all these shadow sides are just super harsh, man. <laughs> I mean, I I could see the the resentfulness a little bit. I feel like it's really easy for Scorpios to fall into being resentful because they're very passionate and give very freely. So when they don't receive back what they give, I feel like it can turn into resentment. Okay. Fair. So the moon in Sagittarius, adventurous, optimistic, exuberant, open-minded, and sincere. The shadow sides are restless, extravagant, irresponsible, careless, and uncommitted. (laughs) How many ways can you say irresponsible? (laughs) She got out of the thesaurus and just, like, wrote down every... (laughs) (laughs) She couldn't think of anything else, so she just whipped out the thesaurus and she was just like, irresponsible. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
My my partner, Ken, is actually a Sagittarius moon, and I could see that. When he's going through something, the man does not sleep. So I could see, like, the restlessness for sure. Mm-hmm. So famous people with the moon in Sagittarius. We have Neil Armstrong. We have Lewis Carroll. We have Charles Dickens. 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 Bing Crosby. Albert Einstein. There's a lot of good ones. Vincent Van Gogh. Anthony Hopkins, Wolfgang Amadeus Amadeus Mozart, (laughs) (laughs) Pablo Picasso, and Oprah Winfrey. A lot of Sag Moons. A lot of good Sag Moons. Yeah. And Oprah being a Sag Moon, I feel like, makes so much sense. Oprah? Yeah. She is definitely not irresponsible. No, but the the optimist, like the all the the bright sides of it, like yeah. I feel like her Sag Moon is what makes her give away all of like that free stuff. Like, and you got a car. <laughs> That's Jupiter blessing everybody with. Yeah, there with you go. Her. Fucking rain cars, bro. Yeah. Sag Moon energy just given. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. moon in capricorn uh determined responsible disciplined patient and committed dark side is rigid pessimistic opinionated materialistic and over exacting okay i will also say with capricorn moons that i feel like from a very young age capricorn moons learn how to take care of themselves so the opinionatedness and like the rigidness i feel like comes from having to learn how to grow up from like a really young age and it definitely gives uh like get off my lawn grandpa vibes listen i'm from eastwood okay (laughs) true i'm sorry so sorry it's so people one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so famous you. people with capricorn yeah. moons oh yeah you have one soren right yeah scorpio mm. moon and cat moon mm. fun times Woo-hoo. i'm not okay yeah. <laughs> that's not me. i know you just let us know when you need us to come get you <laughs> i will i'm ready you let me know and they're both Sagittarius's too. Out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so famous people with Capricorn moons are Lucille Ball, Yogi Berra, Johnny Carson, Thomas Edison, Ernest Hemingway, Abraham Lincoln, which I feel Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. Wow. Wow. So you're telling wow. me that Washington be president. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Two out of. Well, we also doing? Robert Kennedy is on here, which I know he wasn't a president, but I'm pretty sure he was in Congress. Nice. So I'm going to rely on my kid to take care of me in my later years next. <laughs> and also Stephen Sondheim, which I have to throw in there. But I feel like George Washington and Abe Lincoln, that is that makes a lot of sense to me, actually. It does. Yeah. They they are some some daddies of this country, right? Some zaddies. Oh no, I just ripped this page. I'm so sorry. 
It's a good thing you got two copies. Yeah. <laughs> this one's not mine, though. <laughs> Nothing a little tape can't fix. Yeah. <laughs> she okay. Two more. Two more, guys. We're almost there. We're getting there. Moon and Aquarius. So the bright side of the Aquarius moon is idealistic, creative, tolerant, humanitarian with a progressive outlook. I feel like don't all humanitarians have a progressive outlook? Like, what did that need to to be said? Maybe. Extra razzle dazzle. Yeah. Got got to razzle that dazzle. Mm -hmm. So. Dark side of the Aquarius moon is unpredictable, contrary, aloof, fixed in opinion, and tactless. Yeah. I feel like you're not giving Aquarius enough credit. Yeah, she's just really yeah. coming for these shadow sides. She really is. Except for Libra. Libra was the only nice one. Wait, no, there was another <laughs> one. Virgo. Was it Virgo? Virgo, Virgo was yeah. So famous people with the moon in Aquarius are Muhammad Ali, Woody Allen, Fidel Castro, that guy. Where are we? I just Fidel got distracted. Castro. Yeah, I was like, that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John Lennon, Marilyn Monroe. What a 180. And H.G. Wells. Oh, and Richard Nixon. I am not a crook. <laughs> he was, in fact, a crook. Um, <laughs> just plot twist. A lie detector determined that was a lie. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I feel like this list really shows the, in Rachel's words, balconies and basements Mm -hmm. of Aquarius moons because Princess Diana was also an Aquarius moon. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Moy Interessante. Mm. And last but not least, Mm. Pisces moon. Little cutie patooties. Kisses. All the kisses. (laughs) Claire. Claire's a Pisces moon. Mm-hmm. Compassionate, sensitive, loving, creative, and loyal. Claire to a T. Yep. Sorry, Claire. Shadow side. <laughs> Sorry, Claire. <laughs> Indecisive, discontented, vague, secretive, and easily confused. Well, she's also a Libra, so the indecisiveness must be like full speed ahead for her (laughs) especially when she's upset (laughs) right there with you claire those i feel like those aren't mean basements no i don't think so i i i'm not i'm not a huge fan of the secretive but i do see how that could be pisces because they don't want to step on any toes so they'd rather keep things to themselves than express them i mean we're talking about the moon sign here like even though we're all like we are expressing our opinions on each and every single one of these we really can't because this is everyone's subconscious and moon and we really don't know shit about yeah. anything true and that's the gospel now we're gonna your time guys yeah <laughs> it's the most important sign in your chart but you don't actually know shit about it yeah. <laughs> that's that's your life lesson is is working through your chiron placement and figuring out how to best navigate your emotions through your moon sign <laughs> yes yeah yeah drop the mic yeah actually don't it's expensive um <laughs> don't do it it's expensive <laughs> if you're gonna drop the mic drop it on a pillow yeah <laughs>
so famous people with a Pisces moon are Marie Curie. Didn't I already say Audrey Hepburn? Yes. All right. Well, here she is again. All right. I don't trust it. I'm going to burn this book. Burn it. Uh, Helen Keller, Martin Luther King Jr., Michelangelo, Paul Newman, Edgar Allan Poe, Elvis Presley, Martin Scorsese, Frank Sinatra, Leonardo Da Vinci. Did you say Sinatra too? No, I haven't. I didn't. I definitely didn't say Frank Sinatra. I would know that. And I'm going to, I would fucking know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's my family's, uh, it's my family guy. Lucky there's a family guy. Oh. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so Pisces moons. Cuties. Cuties. All cuties. The Pisces moons. Not according to To the only astrology book you'll ever need. Bold title. Long story short, Cancer, we love you. It's okay to be crabby sometimes. You know? You know? Put the pinchers away sometimes. Blessings. Thank (laughs) y'all. Keep being the fabulous, comforting, loving, caring, emotionally available, nostalgic, motherly, safe space for the people out there that need you. But also don't forget to tap into the self-care portion of your life so that you can give to the people that you need to give without using the claws on them. But also sharpen them because you might need to murder somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And you just want to have, you know, if your weapons are already attached to you, it just makes things easier. They are. Cancer scissor hands. hands. Yeah. Edward fucking scissor hands. Edward crab pants. Cancer representation. He really is. With a Scorpio rising. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands has everything in cancer except for his rising. Yep. I love it. I feel like he might have an Aquarius moon, though. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else is a kid, though. (laughs) That's fine. That's acceptable. So, Tabitha, I heard you have something that you're going to hit us with over I here. I do. I'm going to hit you with some knowledge. And I was... Right, I'm getting ahead of myself. You're going to hit me? I'm going to hit you with some knowledge. It's a good... It's a good... It's a It's a knowledge bomb. I was just scared because we were talking about cancers, but hitting me with knowledge makes me feel good in my soul because of my Gemini placements. Thank you. <laughs> so All right. We're talking about June 17th. My birthday? Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Saturn is going retrograde. Fuck. <laughs> Shocker. On Rachel's birthday. Turn in our text message, not Saturn retrograde. Did I say Saturn return? I mean, I know we've been talking about doing Saturn return. We'll get there. But um, all right. Yeah. Saturn, fuck. Saturn retrograde. Fuck. In Pisces. <laughs> Rachel just flipped over her desk, guys. <laughs> you did hit me. You did hit me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. You hit me. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I hit you, but now I'm gonna. I'm gonna put some ice on it. Okay. I'm gonna help. Thanks, mom. <laughs> um. So this retrograde period brings forth a distinct energy that combines the discipline and structure of Saturn with the ethereal and intuitive nature of Pisces. Like I said, Pisces is deeply spiritual and intuitive, and when Saturn goes retrograde in Pisces, it encourages a profound exploration of spirituality and the development of intuition. This is a good time to delve deeper into our spiritual practices, connect with our inner wisdom, and trust our intuition to guide us in navigating life's challenges. Pisces is an empathetic and emotional sign, and with Saturn traveling backward through it, we find ourselves able to confront and dissolve emotional barriers to make way for deeper healing and emotional growth. This is a period for introspection, exploring our subconscious patterns, and releasing emotional baggage that no longer served us. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay. Um, With Saturn being the planet of discipline, structure, and boundaries, um, there may be a need to reassess and redefine the boundaries that we have set, particularly in emotional and spiritual matters. It's essential to establish healthy boundaries that protect our well-being and prevent emotional drain. Self-discipline and self-awareness are important tools for personal growth during this time. Um, Pisces has a tendency, or I'm sorry, Pisces can be prone to escapism and addictive tendencies. Uh, This retrograde makes us aware of these patterns and provides an opportunity to address and overcome them. It's a time to confront unhealthy coping mechanisms and find healthier ways to deal with stress or emotional challenges. So are we in the pre-shadow already? Yeah, I would say. How long? It's got to be like a month-long pre-shadow. It's it's a while. I don't remember exactly yeah. what the what the dates are. And that's what I was trying to, I was trying to find the date of because it's going to retrograde back into um, Aquarius for a little bit. I will not be okay um, <laughs> during this time. <laughs> Uh, but I couldn't find the date of when it goes back in, but I know I found it somewhere, so I'm going to post it on Patreon. I'm going to add it in there. Fuck, that makes so much sense why the last month has been just out completely pocket. out of pocket. <laughs> Literally. Saturn enters the retrograde zone on March 11th, 2023. That literally fucking tracks to a T. Yeah. You guys know about just yeah my personal life. Life. Yeah. My life. Yeah. yeah. The past month and a half or whatever. Two, whatever. Yeah. How are we? Don't know how, we don't know how long this lasts. I, I'm looking right now. I have this it on. Goes until I think it said. It was like six. Isn't it like six months long? It was like November. It was at Pluto. But we're out of the shadow on my birthday. Yeah, we're actually. And that's when it goes retrograde. Yeah. But I always feel like shadows are the worst. Agreed. Shadows really are the worst. Okay, so Saturn enters retrograde shadow period March 11th, turns retrograde June 17th, mm-hmm. stations direct on November 4th, November, yeah. and leaves retrograde on February 7th, leaves the retrograde shadow on February. We in this bitch. 7th. <laughs> Hold your butts. 
You gotta laugh. You gotta laugh because if you don't, you'll cry. I have good news. I have good news. Okay. Not all this is bad. It's just that last part just just literally put my. It was a two and two for me. I was like, that's why. Yeah. Everything be so out of pocket. Around me has been fucking insane. Anyway, I'm sorry. It was. Oh, hold on. It's. We're we're getting we're getting. I thought we were getting Uh, good stuff. We are. There's this one's happy. Ready. Um, on a lighter note, P- Pisces is deeply connected to creativity and compassion. This retrograde encourages the expression of these qualities in a disciplined and structured manner. It's an excellent time to tap into our creative potential, explore artistic endeavors, and channel compassion towards ourselves and others in practical ways. Lastly, during this retrograde. <laughs> I don't like your laugh right now. <laughs> Lastly, during this retrograde, we may find ourselves confronting unresolved issues from the past, particularly on an emotional and spiritual level. This period offers opportunity for healing and growth by addressing these wounds and integrating the lessons that they hold. Wow. This shadow has been all up in my shit. (laughs) And like, how did that, how did that slip by? Teresa, you should have let us known about this. It was my fault. You're you're not wrong. It was my fault. I did the... I wrote the I wrote this at the beginning of the month. No, this is Teresa's fault. <laughs> That's, I'll accept it. I accept the blame. We've <laughs> let everybody down. Mm. Well, guys, if things have been real out of pocket for you lately, now you know why. Yeah. So it was the Saturn pre-shadow and also Mercury retrograde happening at the same time around like the tour times. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Now we know. Wow. Wow. The more you know, the The, mo you know. The mo you know. Hmm. Mo you know. So, guys, let us know if you've learned anything in this episode. Probably not. (laughs) Except that we're going to. Hydra was a nine headed monster. And we're going to do a conspiracy episode. That killed a famous hero that we don't know who it is. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we found out that Hydra killed somebody we find out who from my extensive research it's your knowledge bomb famous hero is <laughs> Hydra killed somebody but we don't care enough to find Haggard. out it's that's your Haggard. knowledge uh, wow alright you want to know something crazy I do sure totally unrelated it's fine sure Three months from now, we'll be packing up Anahatas. Ugh. Oh. I'm already sad. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> it's already over. It didn't even start yet. <laughs> wow. I haven't even. Yeah, I'm like. Wow, there's so much. I mean, I gotta start. I gotta start the facilitator posts. Mm. Yeah. Three months, guys. Wow. Whoa. Wow. I'm excited. I can't wait for the purpose. The poipus. I was talking to uh, to Corey B. of Corey's Cauldron the other day mm. about uh, when we were going to be arriving at the purpose. Because I was like, I need you there as early as you can possibly get there. <laughs> <laughs> I keep giving Corey jobs. I just keep randomly marking him. I'm like, hey, can you do like, how about you do this? 
<laughs> hey, I want to do this. Do you want to do this? Corey, I'll get back to you. We'll actually figure out which ones we're going with. You just get my brain dumped sometimes, I guess. <laughs> Corey's the best person to brain dump on. Oh, yeah. He's so good. He's yeah. so good at taking the dumps. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen his hair? His hair is grown back so good. And it's like grown ass. I'm just, uh, just fangirling over Corey. Love always. Him. We love you, Corey. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, cancer. Cancer. Be nostalgic. Um, yeah. Love your people. Don't and, overgive. Yeah. And keep your keep your claws to yourself, folks. Put them away. <laughs> keep, keep your claws in your pockets. Crab people. Crab people. You know what I'm talking about. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I, I do, but I don't. I, yeah. I know. I've South heard Park. it before. South Park. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna cut this part of the video and just post it on a loop on our social media. Perfect. Not the video. Oh, the video. Do the video. It's fucked. Okay, I won't. I don't believe you. <laughs> you didn't think about Saturn return. Yep. I'm just fucking up left and right. No, that's not true. It is. Oh. I'm the worst. Now I'm gonna go cry in in Cancer Venus and Cancer Chiron. <laughs> I'm just gonna go into the shower and sit on the floor and rock back and forth. That's Listen, really sometimes you know. have. Sometimes you have to. <laughs> yeah, like, Actually, my friend Ashley, whose house I'm at right now, who is also a Cancer Moon, um, has the best shower ever. Wait, better than mine? No, but okay. you're making false claims. But a second, but a second best. Okay. You know why yours is better? Is because yours is the rain, the rain shower. But also has that good, good pressure. Yeah. So she also has one of those good pressure, like detailing tools is what I call it. <laughs> detailing tool. Well, no, the detailing tool yeah. works really well here too. Did you not use it? That's what, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like yours is yours is the best because of the waterfall and the good detailing tool. But hers has just a good detailing tool. She doesn't also have a good, like large shower head, if that makes sense. Yeah. Ashley, just so you know, if our shower heads were to battle, I would win. <laughs> Come over and shower whenever you want, Ashley. <laughs> I'm just gonna let people. I'm just charging people. Just like people come shower yeah. at my house. Uh, it was so good. A great shower. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna come over, Rachel, and take a shower soon. Okay. okay. Enjoy yeah. that. Actually, I really want to use your bathtub. No, 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 no one ever. No one used my tub. My I wanted to. The jacuzzi tub. Next time. It's not going anywhere. Have fun, guys. Great. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye, -bye. Astro Hose out. Bye, bye. Splish, splash, splash. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our social media. We have an Instagram at Two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook, also at the same handle, Two Geminis and a Leo. And you can shoot us an email at Two Gemini, One Leo. Dick. Dick.